0: You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. Man, I had a crazy day yesterday. So yesterday, I went out filming with a film crew of two and two guys who were willing to participate in my next YouTube video where one of them had the chance to win $1,000 if they were able to get a kiss from a girl without saying to the girl that they were going to win $1,000. They were going to be able to get that in under five minutes. And I'm not going to tell you if we accomplished the goal or not. You're going to have to watch the video. It drops December 17th. And you'll know which one it is because the title is $1,000 to kiss a girl in under five minutes. So we went out. And the two guys I went out with were novices, to say the least. Beginners, and they didn't have insane approach anxiety. I couldn't have someone have insane approach anxiety because then we would get no approaches in and we wouldn't have anything to film. But let's just say it was absolutely there. And uh, pun intended, I guess, there were some cold approaches because it was freezing outside. Got down to probably the low 40s at night And we were out all day and all night capturing footage of them doing approaches and me coaching them through the whole process so that they knew exactly what to do and how to get girls numbers and how to flirt with them and how to create the flirty vibe, all that good stuff. And as I was going through the process, because it's been a minute since I've taken out guys and and helped them do approaches, of course, I have done many, many hours of that over the past 12 years. It's just been a minute since I did. And it just reminded me of some of the greatest lessons. And some of the greatest lessons in the game, if you want to call it, or attraction, female dynamics, understanding social dynamics, women and men, all that, like all the the best lessons, in my opinion, are there when you're doing hard, cold approaches. And I don't just mean the lessons too in just learning how to meet women and attract women, but you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about yourself. And there is a lot of humbling moments in the process. You know, these guys are super confident on the way in. They, they never hesitated. Yeah, I want to be part of this video. Yeah, I want to approach women. And, you know, we got there and it, it took some pushing. And even after... About, I don't know, what was it? Six, seven hours of approaching. We took a break for dinner and then we went back out again. Even then at that point, I had to push them past their approach anxiety because it doesn't necessarily go away in one day. But by the end of the night, these guys were absolute rock stars. So when we went out, like I said, reminded me of a bunch of stuff. And when I have moments like that, I immediately come to this podcast where I want to share it I want you to learn from some of the mistakes these guys were making I want to almost recoach you know the, some of the stuff I said yesterday I want to I want to bring some of those lessons here to the podcast so you can learn them and to just remember that approaching women is not dead and that you should be doing it and it should be absolutely in your arsenal or toolbox for meeting women. It shouldn't just be online dating. You need to be going out. You need to be cold approaching talking to women because you're just going to, you're just going to fare better at the end of the day. You're just going to have a such better experience when you're on. Think about this. When you're on a date, when you're on a date and you're a little bit nervous because maybe you met her online, think about if you were to go out and practice approaching women Cold. So, you know, you don't know them. That's why it's called a cold approach, by the way. You don't know the women. So you're going up to them and you start to talk to them, and you try to get a number from them and try to get them interested in you. That is way more nerve wracking than being on a date. So if you're a person who's not doing any approaching at all, And you're going on these dates from online and you're noticing how nervous you are because you're not interacting with a lot of women and online and texting does not count as the interactions. But when you're actually in person with them, it's a little, it's a little much sometimes, you know, it's like, wow, I haven't been on a lot of dates lately. I don't go on a lot of dates. I don't interact with a lot of women. But when you're out doing cold approaches, these guys probably approached each like, I don't know, 20-ish women each, 25. So they had 25 interactions with women. Some were rejections, some were not. All that time, all that reference that you can gather from those moments are so powerful because that's going to carry on with you to the dates that you might do in the future. You're not going to be nervous or as scared or feeling a little bit rusty. You won't feel that way because you've been having lots of interactions with women so there's just all these benefits. And that's why I wanted to go over the five laws of cold approach and approach anxiety. I say that because it's all intertwined. There's, there's just lessons on all of it. And yeah, this is not necessarily a final list, but some of the, the biggest things, like the 80-20, right? This is like the 20% of tips or laws or things that you should know about that will make 80% of the difference when you're going out and talking to women. Now, we do help with this. If you are struggling with trying to go out and do approaches and you have approach anxiety and you say, trip sounds great, easier said than done. It's very tough for me because of the place that you live or because of your anxiety or just because you just don't know what to do. I urge you to grab your free call right now. If you go to freedatingcall.com, you're going to get a 60 minute call Where you're going to be talking to a member of my team who's going to diagnose and then give you a step by step plan on what you can do to be getting better with women and dating. Okay. So you can book a time there, freedatingcall.com. And when you go there, you're going to see a little video at the top. You can watch that. And you can learn a little bit more about how we help guys. We have options for you. We have solutions for you. So you can get personalized help and not have to do this on your own and get better faster. And we practically, you know, guarantee success as long as you do the work. We can't guarantee results if you show up to the 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 calls and, and the things that we have to do. And we tell you to do things, you don't do things. Of course it's not going to work, but it's pretty amazing what we can do. And we've been doing it for a long time. So free go there and you'll be able to get that free call. All right, let's go into some of these laws, no specific order. Number one, God, this is a big one. I'll tell you how I came up with this one too. Okay. Never assume, never assume. Your assumptions in cold approach get you into so much trouble. They will get you in so much trouble that you won't be talking to any woman. You'll just make assumptions all day and you'll just assume that the woman has something going on with her or her and her friends that will make you not want to approach. You'll think, oh, she probably has a boyfriend. Oh, she doesn't want to be talking to anyone right now. She's walking really fast. She has to get somewhere. She looks like she's having a bad day. She looks like she's in a bad mood. She's with her friends having fun. She's not going to want me to interrupt. All these different assumptions. So story time. Last night, we're going out and it was the end of the night and there was these four cute girls walking by and one of the guys that I was with was going to approach them. I said, approach, go. I was like pointing like, yeah, approach those girls, talk to those girls and they go inside of this bar. So they went inside and he just kind of stopped and I said, what are you, what are you doing? Go, go in. What are you waiting for? And he hesitated for a while and I said, dude, go, go in there. So finally, after that about 30 seconds of hesitation, he goes in, he starts talking to him, and he does an amazing job. Ends up getting a number from the cute one that he, he wanted to, and it was great. And then so he came back out and I said, dude, what happened there? Why did you hesitate? You've been doing great all night. And he said, I don't know, I just assumed that they were just kind of busy and they were talking to each other and they were just in their own little world and I, I, just, I just froze up. And I said, what's the lesson here? And he's like, yeah, I shouldn't assume that. I said, yep, you shouldn't assume anything. Obviously, by the way, you know, it goes without saying, if the girl's wearing a, a wedding ring, uh, she probably married. But you know what? Hey, you can also never assume some women, some women, especially outside of the United States, will wear a ring on the wedding ring finger, but they won't be married. That's very rare. But still, if you want to just play it 100% and never assume, you can totally do that. Because you know what? The woman who's married anyways, if you go and approach her, she's not going to be mad. She'll be flattered. She's going to think, oh wow, I'm married and I still got it. You know. So anyway, obviously you shouldn't be hitting on her if she tells you she's married. You know, Walk away. You're done with that. But never assume, guys. Never assume. Your assumptions are going to prevent you from getting into interactions. And it's funny because all the times that I've approached too, and I've had those assumptions, some of my best approaches came from when I assumed something and then I got over it in my head. And then I went over and I started talking to the women or the girl, whoever was there. And then it went really well. And afterwards I kind of kicked myself and I go, wow, you know, I got her number and it was a great interaction. and, You know, maybe days later you end up on a date with her and you think, wow, I almost didn't approach that person. I was this close, like how funny you can create your destiny here, all just by making that little decision of should I go and talk to her, should I open up my mouth or should I not? It's crazy. You could have easily just passed by and not have known that it would have been a great interaction, you would have gotten a number, maybe more, and look at that. So it's really up to you. You're creating your fate here. You have that decision. You can go for it or you cannot. And there's no risk when you go for it because what is the risk? I don't know. These guys were cold approaching all day. I've done it God knows how many times. Our clients over here, TripAdvice, have done it so many times. And nothing bad happens. It's actually really good. Something really good happens. And I'm not talking about You end up getting a number from a girl. You end up taking her out or whatever. That part is is obviously the result you're looking for, but something better is happening there. Because if they don't want to give you their number, if they want to reject you, you start to callous yourself. And it starts to become this process in which you're just becoming a stronger person or a true masculine, confident, alpha type guy who's going to go for things even though they're hard and even though it might not necessarily work out. I am big on taking risks in life. Calculated, of course. But risks, high risk, high reward. I don't know. I guess I live my life that way. I I you know, when I was 26 years old, I started trip advice. It's one of the highest risk things you could do is start a business. Because <laughs> you just don't know, right? You don't know what's going to happen. But look where it is now. I have all these amazing amazing listeners. You guys are awesome. You write in questions and you're you're getting a lot of help and it's been great. Thank God. Thank God I took that risk. Thank God I took the risk of flirting with my friend's employee who I met on the set of a YouTube video I was filming, and now she's my wife. Wow. Imagine if I just got too nervous and just didn't go for it. My life could have gone in a whole different direction, and now I'm super happy. Where are you not taking enough risks, especially here in dating? Jordan Peterson, if you're a fan, he talks a lot about the idea of chaos and order. And he says, Your life, of course, should not be too chaotic, but it also should not be too in order. Because with the chaos allows creativity, allows risk-taking, and it allows you to grow. So you want to have one foot in order and one foot in chaos, he says. He was talking about that in his in his first book that he wrote. So think about that. Never assume. That's law number one. Law number two, approach fast. I've talked about this before. Approach fast. Why shouldn't I, I did do this as number two, or I should say I did this next in line to never assume because they go hand in hand. Why am I telling you and why have you heard to approach fast? Why? What's the point? The point is, is if you don't approach fast, you're allowing your brain to come up with assumptions because it's inevitable. You might have assumptions. I should have, let me, if I can rewind a little bit In number one, never assume The law is really don't listen to the assumptions because you still might assume your brain will just do that. So it's okay if your brain does that, if you're just making assumptions, oh, she's mad, she's this, she's that, she's walking fast, whatever, she's with her friends. It's one thing if that happens, that's fine, but you can't allow that to stop you. So really law number one should be rewritten as don't allow assumptions to stop you. And then number two, approach fast. So then you don't have enough time to have enough assumptions there. You will get more and more nervous as you continue to wait to approach her because your brain is coming up with so many different things. It does not want, your brain is not your friend here. It wants nothing to do with this process. And it's old wiring. So don't think that, well, maybe, maybe Trip it's, it's there for a reason. Like, shouldn't we listen to that? No, because there's no actual danger involved. There's no actual danger involved. So we don't want to listen to that. It's fighting you at every single point of you going up to try to make a conversation with her. It's even still there when you're in conversation. You might be thinking, oh, I got to get out. I got to get out. But no, stay in, have the conversation, do the approach do what you got to do and approach fast so you can trick your brain. So your brain's trying to stop you, but you're like, nope, I'm not going to let this because as you probably know, if you've gone out there and done these cold approaches, if you try to wait too long to go and approach a woman, it gets worse and worse and worse. The anxiety builds up worse and worse and worse. So law number two, approach fast, three seconds, if you can. I know sometimes it's going to be more because she's a little bit further away from you. But The idea really is to just do it in three seconds. It's fine if it takes 10 to 15 seconds to reach her, but you should be moving towards her and at a decently quick pace within three seconds. See girl approach. It should be a reflex. I want you to get it to a reflex. Last night, I unfortunately did not get these guys to the reflex point. They were a little bit on the noob end. And that's okay. They'll get there. But we didn't get to reflex. Sometimes it was, but there was, you could see, you could see their brain just stopping them. You know, they'd kind of go up to a girl and then they would just walk away for a second. And so we had to keep pushing them. All right. Law number three, which is she'll forget it in 24 to 48 hours. This is an approach anxiety tip. I like to think about the fact that. If you're nervous to approach a woman and you really build this up to be this crazy big idea that kind of stops you here, think about the fact that she's not going to remember this. And I'm being nice here. We can can make this even easier. She'll forget in potentially 10 minutes that you approached her. Now, What I mean by this specifically is, you know, guys are scared of the bad interaction when it gets a little bit scary, right? And you're in there and you don't want that and you get rejected and you can walk away and you go, ah, that didn't feel so good. But guess what? She's going to forget it. And at the worst case, she'll forget it in 48 hours and she'll probably never think about it again, and. Our brain is taking in so much data she's gonna have no idea what you look like I'm saying this to you to reassure you to relax you to calm you so you know that when you do these interactions it's as if it never even happened so you're making it this big deal this permanent thing she's gonna remember and think about it and oh, I'm so embarrassed and you know the, th- the thing that you do that embarrasses you when it, have you guys ever had that moment where You're embarrassed. Like I have these moments sometimes. I look back on my life and I go, "Oh God!" Like I still cringe at something I did socially that was embarrassing. And then I say to myself, "Wait a minute. No one in the world is even thinking about that right now, except for me. That is a memory that's probably deleted from their brains." And I'm sitting here worrying. And I get it. In the moment, it's a little tough. But it's going to be as it as if it never happened. So why would you try to avoid a moment that is so not a big deal that it just escapes and by by the way you're gonna forget it too don't forget about that you're gonna forget it like I look back to all my approaches yes I definitely remember some I remember a couple that were tough or most actually most of the ones I remember the ones that went well so I barely remember it so if you don't remember it and she doesn't remember it did it really happen? It's like that Buddhist saying, if a if a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, did it make a sound? Right? So think about that as you're going out there. Makes it less of a big deal. It's a quick interaction. No biggie. That's law number 3. Law number 4. Sounds like an obvious one, but I see this mistake all the time. I didn't see this mistake I didn't see this mistake actually yesterday when I was out with the guys. They didn't make this mistake. But I remember seeing this mistake, not only from myself, but all the clients that we've worked with in our accelerator program. And it happens a lot. I know it probably didn't happen with the guys yesterday because they weren't full on noobs. They were, they've had interactions. They've been able, and also we were out there all day. We were filming stuff. There was, there was, Specific goals that they had to accomplish, so they were not going to forget to go for the number. Okay, so law number four always go for the number. Always go for the number. Yeah, I know it sounds funny, but guys, forget that. You forget that, and it's not only that you forget it, but I do believe that a lot of guys don't ask for the number because. They don't want that rejection. They want that cozy little nice interaction. She was smiling. It was a good time. And they want to walk away with this positive memory. Oh, it went really well. I didn't get rejected. But high risk, high reward. So what? So what do you had a positive interaction? Like who cares? Who cares if the, if the interaction was positive or negative? It doesn't matter. You're the one who's assigning those labels. I would reframe that whole thinking. It's not a positive or negative interaction, just an interaction. But guess what? If you didn't go for her number, well, it's an interaction where you didn't go for her number. And I promise you, you're going to be a lot happy if you go for the number and she says yes. And if she says no, for whatever reason, yeah, it might bum you out a little bit. It might feel a little uncomfortable in that moment, but you made a shot. Or I should say, you took a shot. Isn't that isn't that the point? You you got this far, bro. You got this far. You went all the way to defeat the approach anxiety. Finally, go talk to this woman. You have this moment. You guys are laughing. You're having a good time, and you just don't go for the number. All because what? And I believe some of you. I know that it's 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 really high tension sometimes in these interactions because you you're putting yourself in those situations, right? Your, your, your anxiety is creating that. I get it that it's a high tension situation. However, however, what's the fucking point if you're not following through? It's really important to do that. So I can't stress it enough guys. Always go for the number. You can even take it a step further. Always go for the instant date and then go for the number. So if you're talking to a girl, five minutes go by, six minutes go by, you can say, hey, I was actually going to grab some coffee. Hey, I was just about to run an errand. You want to join me? You'd be surprised that there are women who will say yes, especially if it's a Saturday afternoon. She's not really doing much. And by the way, it's okay if she says no, because after that, then you can say, okay, no worries. Well, why don't I grab your number and we can hang out another time, grab a drink or something. Okay, cool. Sure. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. So always go for the number, play around with going for the insta-date. You know, sometimes you might not want to do that if you're just trying to go out and do a lot of approaches, but maybe towards the end, you can start doing some insta-dates with some of these women. So try it out. Okay, number five, last, but damn, this certainly not least, certainly not least. This was the biggest lesson of yesterday. It's not the biggest lesson of the five laws. These are all very equally important, really. But this is, this is one that's a little bit more advanced, but needs to be thrown in there. I was, I was coaching this yesterday, and it's about creating the vibe and the, uh, the vibe of the interaction. So the law is, you are the creator of the vibe. I can also say, you are the creator of this little world. This little world we call this interaction, okay? Okay. You are the creator, you are the leader. So what does this mean? Very vague, I understand. This means that when you're talking to a woman, she's playing off of your energy. She's playing off of your vibe. She's playing off of the things that you're saying and the vibe that you're giving off in the interaction. So okay, I know again, still vague, what is a vibe? What are we talking about? What energy, what kind of energy? Well, think about it. It's all kind of vibes and energies you can give off in an interaction. You can go up and you can be super shy and reserved and not give her any eye contact. You could be super gregarious and outgoing and loud. You could be super seductive and kind of quiet with deep eye contact. I'm not saying that any of these are right or wrong. I'm just explaining the difference in the kind of vibe. You can bring a jokey vibe. Joking, having fun, you're just being loose, nothing's too serious, a lot of sarcasm. You could bring a sad vibe. You can go over to her and, and be really sad. It's all about the emotions that you're bringing to the interaction. But it's not just the emotions, it's also the things that you're saying. And you can create that. So for example, okay, for example, when I was out yesterday, I was approaching women too, not to get their numbers, but I was approaching women because uh, it's kind of hard to explain without you watch watching the video, but there was moments where I would set it up where I was going to fake interview the woman on a topic and then we were recording and then I would pretend that the camera was broken for a second or something was wrong with the camera and I'd go and while she was standing there, I'd go and try to fix the camera or look at my backpack with my videographer and she was kind of standing there waiting for us to, to restart the interview. But then we'd have one of the guys come over and approach her and then boom, we have it all on camera. So that was a little secret that we that we had there. And so in order for me to get these women to come over and do the interview, I had to bring a certain vibe. In fact, I did it one time so well that the woman said to me, you know, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I trust you. I literally talked to her for like 15 seconds before she said that. Okay. So, why? Because I brought this vibe, and the vibe I brought over was familiarity. That's what I was doing. Super comfortable, super chill. I would just go up to him and say, you know, hey, real quick, we're doing a YouTube video. We're talking about social media apps. That was the kind of fake thing I was pretending to interview her about. We're talking about social media apps. Do you use social media? She'll be like, yeah, but like, cool. And I'll be like, and then I started acting like her friend a little bit. Like, cool, you should totally do this. And she'd be, sometimes they'd be like, I don't know. And they'd be smiling. I'm like, no, come on, come on. Let's go, let's do it. It'll be fun, let's go, come on. Just bringing this super friendly familiarity vibe. It worked most of the time. It worked most of the time. But the point here is, is whatever you're acting like, whatever you're creating, whatever you're doing, that attitude, energy, emotion can be brought over to her. There's something called the law of state transfer. We can, we can transfer our emotional states to someone because we are empathetic human beings. So why is this the law? Obviously, I explained how it all works, but what, what, what makes this one of the laws of cold approach is that you get to figure out what this approach gets to be, not her. She's in your world. You know, I was trying to help these guys be able to get a kiss in under five minutes. So I was coaching them constantly. I was saying, okay, you got to bring this kind of fun vibe, all good. Like for example, I was teaching them something they could have done. This is not necessarily something you should do. You could do if you want to try this. But I was saying, all right, you're going to go up to these girls. You're going to chat with them. You, you can't go for the kiss right away, obviously, because they don't know who you are. You're a stranger. That's not going to work. And there are women. Women don't trust that fast. So you have to get into a couple minutes of a conversation and talk to them and, you know, vibe with them so to speak, make them feel comfortable. And then you could be fun, playful, jokey. You can say, "Okay, well, I should grab your number and then, you know, you have the number and then you can say to them, this is again, this is not something you should necessarily do. You can try this if you want. I was just trying to get them to win the competition. So I was like, you can say to them if you want, like, "Well, the only only way to, you know, really put a stamp on this new relationship because you're obviously my new girlfriend for the next week is to just, you know, have a goodbye kiss. You know, something to that idea. See how there's just like this vibe and energy behind it. You're kind of joking, having fun, but it's kind of flirty. And I'm telling the guys like, you can do that. You can do it. Doesn't mean they're going to want to kiss you. They might reject that, but at least that gives you a shot because you're bringing that fun, playful, trustworthy vibe. And anyone can create that. If a guy says, as they're listening to this right now, they go, oh, your trip sounds easier said than done. I'm, that's not my, that's not who I am. That's not my, guess what, buddy? That wasn't me either. I had to craft that part. My personality was not that at all. And I had to learn how to be that more assertive, fun, playful gentleman. So anyone can do that. You can bring that with practice. Law number five, you are the creator. You are the creator of the vibe. You are the creator of this world. She's in your world. You can act however you want. You can be super flirty. And again, it's a little bit more advanced. But as long as you build enough rapport and you bring that fun, flirty, playful vibe, you have no idea what you are capable of. It is crazy. It is crazy. And a lot of that is going to be attractive to women because of how confident it is and how confident you're going to sound. So bring that into the interactions. Five laws, never assume, approach fast, she'll forget it in 24 to 48 hours max. Always go for the number and you are the creator of the vibe. Boom, there you go. If you need help with that, If you need help with being able to be this person who can be easily flirty and fun and attractive to women, freedatingcall.com. Get yours. Talk to my team. See how we can help you. It's a 60-minute call. We'll come up with a game plan for you. And now I'm going to answer questions they have been building up, and I need to get to them because I really enjoy it. And you guys ask great questions. So let's dive in. And you can get your question answered too. Just email me. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question and I got your back all the way, just like I got Corey's back right here. Hey, Trip, if you have any advice on asking out a woman who is working, that would be great. I've been rejected by bartenders and waitresses in the past and realized you may need to slow play this. They're usually being nice because they are at work. That is true. Especially if they are in the restaurant or retail business. Also true. I have a crush on the manager at a local restaurant where I live, and I've been slow playing it and plan on asking her out the next time I see her. But I figure this is something that other men may encounter and would appreciate it if you chimed in, Corey. Yeah, I've talked about this before. Um, I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love the idea of it. I'm not telling you you should never hit on a bartender or a waitress or a manager. I mean, you can. It's fine if you do, but... It's just not the place to be looking for women. It's like, why why play on hard mode because you don't have to? And there's only a couple of answers to that. That's a question that's not rhetorical. If I said, why play on hard mode if you don't have to? Then a guy's going to say either, you're right, I don't have to. And the other guy's going to say, well, because I just really like this one. So wow, okay, so... Problem there, you're putting a woman on a pedestal that you barely even know. Well, I don't meet a lot of women and so this one's really cute, and but well, why aren't you meeting a lot of women? Why aren't you going out there and talking to women? Why aren't you on the dating apps? Why aren't you approaching? Why aren't you doing all that? Why don't you have so many other options that you don't even care about this one woman who's working and being nice and it just It almost seems like a waste of time. And then, okay, what if you what if you want to go back in there, and that makes you feel uncomfortable, and you can't go? Now you're like, well, I asked a girl out, and you know, at Hooters or at Chili's or wherever restaurant, and and now I can't go back there. That's annoying, right? So, of course, I always like to answer your question anyway. So, what is the best route to do this? Yes, slow playing a little bit. If you go in there quite a bit, slow playing it. The idea is always to talk to the person about stuff that has nothing to do with the restaurant or the place or the shop. You want to maneuver conversation as fast as possible off of the fact that she is serving you or helping you onto some sort of get to know you basis. So using your ability of conversation to continue it and tangent it to a place where you're talking about anything else. Other than the place that she works, because now you can actually create a connection between you and her. And then after that, you can say, you know, hey, I know this is random, but why don't I grab your number? We can hang out sometime. She'll say yes or she'll say no, whatever. And, uh, and yeah, I guess I, I, yeah, I cringe. Sorry, Corey, I'm being real. I cringe when I hear slow play. Cause if I hear the word slow play, like I'm trying to slow play this. That tells me you have no other options. You have no other options. That's a scarce mentality. What's abundance mentality? When you have so many options that you don't care about that one waitress manager that you have to slow play. Eww. Let's let's get away from slow playing. A trip I don't but a trip I don't have. I don't have any other options. So what do you mean? Well, create options. Corey. Tough love there. Create some options. And yeah, I mean, so what should you do here? Just just ask her out. She's either in or she's out, right? These women, they know what's up. You know what's up too. You get it. You understand if you like a woman or you don't. And so if the woman were to ask you out, you would pretty much know already. So get the answer so you can just move on with a potential date with her or just other women that are not working. Okay? Okay. Great. Also, uh, before I go into the next question, another another thought about this. I It's a theory. I think that guys get really excited about these women who are working because it's a cute girl that's being really nice to you and that triggers something inside of you. I don't know. Just a theory. Because think about it. How often are you having interactions with women that you're really attracted to that are super nice to you. And when you do, of course, what do you do? You kind of fall in love a little bit. You're like, oh, whoa, she's sweet. She's cute. Wow. And it can happen with waitresses, but they're just being nice because that's their job. They have to be nice. So don't get caught in that trap of this false interest. And I don't mean false interest by her. I mean, false interest by you. Don't put her on a pedestal. Who knows you know, who knows who she really is, what she's like, her personality. You don't know. You don't know. And you're just, you're just guessing. Oh, I'm in love. She's cute. She's nice. It's not enough. My friend, not enough. All right. Emmanuel says, hello, trip. Your podcasts are great. They've helped me a lot with approach anxiety. Nice. And to develop my non-negotiables. I'm 36 and I have a question about asking a girl out. I drive for the two major rideshare companies. Sometimes I get beautiful women in my car who are interested in talking to me. Should I ask them out on a date? I remember that in one of your episodes, you mentioned that it's not best to ask women out at work. As a contractor or employee, one is representing the company. It's kind of dicey to mix the job and dating. Thanks and keep up with the good work, Emmanuel. Uh, Okay, easy and quick answer. No, do not do this no, do not do this. If you do this enough, you run. I know I said earlier, you want to take risks. This is one of those risks you don't want to take. So speaking of risks, we're not going to take this risk. If you end up hitting on one girl or asking her out, she might feel uncomfortable. Even though you think that the interaction was going really well, she was super nice. You just don't know. So what if you end up doing this enough and then you start getting one star, two star reviews and whoever you're driving for, Start seeing what's going on, and then you, you lose your job. What, what, you know how terrible is that? to lose that job, where that job is really hard to lose, Let's be honest, you're just driving people around. So the only way to potentially lose that job is by giving bad customer service. So I would not do this. I would stay away from this. Per usual, separate work and dating and carry on and try to meet women in other ways and don't risk your work as a man your work is the most important your career is very important it's gonna what it's gonna be the thing that's gonna create the life for you that is you know that's so important because that's gonna set you up for the rest of your life Obviously, dating and relationships and your health are are important as well. Those are all very important, but you don't want to fuck with any of those, right? Like, You don't want to fuck with any of those. You want to be making sure that you're doing things in the right way to have the best outcomes possible and with your work, the best outcome is to keep your job. So hope that helps. Let's go into another question from Tim. Hey Trip, had an interesting situation the other day. A girl came to my place for a second date. We agreed to keep things casual. However, I couldn't help but notice her hygiene down below. And it was, uh, was was really bad and it turned me off. We hung out and watched a movie and made out, but I did nothing further. At the end of the date, she texted me, letting me know she was home and she had a nice time. And I texted back saying it was great getting to know her. But after thinking a bit more about our situation, I think it's best for us both to not start anything casual, and that it's not meant to be. My question is, should I have told her about her hygiene since this was only casual and maybe she would have cleaned up a bit for us to actually have sex the next time or because it was the second time meeting? I did the right thing by just saying it won't work out? Question mark. Thanks, Tim. Uh, yeah, I think you did the right thing. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a tough question in the sense where, you know, I don't know. I didn't, I, it, 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 it runs, speaking of risk, it runs the risk of, is this, is this really going to do anything for anybody? You think it'd be nice, but it's probably going to make her feel terrible. She's not going to take it well, I would assume. And it might cause more drama in your life. It's like not, it's just not your responsibility. It sounds like it could be a nice thing to do, but all of it is just, is just on her, no pun intended, you know? Uh, the reason why those things happen usually it's down to diet and health. So if it's it's it might not be poor hygiene. It could be poor hygiene, but it could also be just the way that she treats her body. If she drinks a lot of alcohol, if she doesn't work out, if she's like an unhealthy person, that's where that can be a problem, and it can you know, smell kind of bad down there. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, Tim, it's just not your responsibility and you don't have to worry about it and it could bring more drama in your life and maybe she takes it the wrong way. You just don't know how she's going to take it. We would hope that she would be mature and say something. Thank you. I appreciate that feedback. I just don't know how that's going to go over. And it's on her. It's on her to figure that out and do what she needs to do. So that's where I stand. Take it or leave it is, uh, you did the right thing, you know, move on. And, and that's really it. But I know that your other question here was, you know, should I have told her quote? Should I have told her about her hygiene since this was only casual and maybe she would have cleaned it up for a bit? I mean, she might've, I don't know. I don't know. It depends what you're willing to deal with. But now I can tell you that I don't think it's a quick fix. It's something that needs to be you know, really, really worked on and it might take a while to actually fix that. So, Tim, Emmanuel, Corey, thank you so much for your questions. Guys, write in. I'm here for you. Trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. I know I got some more questions to go. We'll get to them on the next episodes. You guys rock. Freedatingcall.com to get your free call today to see how we can help you with dating, meeting women, and attraction. I'll see you on the next one.